when we discuss the halachas of Ksamim, so the assumption that we start out with is L'chaira, that Ksamim are Aser, they're Tameh, unless you're able to prove you have a means of demonstrating that it's indeed not Damnida according to the uh, framework, the parameters of Halacha. But, if you go through Simic of Tzaddik, we seemingly find a tantalizing possibility, which is that, in fact, the halacha, the halachic reality is the complete opposite. We'll start with a tour here in Simic of Tzaddik, uh, the passage that's marked Sif Lamad Aleph, because it's Shaykh to Sif Lamad Aleph. The Torah says, Kosev Arashba, and it's a quote from the Rashba, there's someone who said, That woman is not unless she knows for sure that it is blood. This language, sounds like every woman is tahar until proven otherwise. So, what should she do? Taver all of Shiva Samanin. So you uh, run it through these seven ingredients, some avar hareza dam. If it, man- if it managed to remove the stain, that proves that it is blood, and she's tameh. Then if the stain remains, hareza tseva, then it must be some other paint, some other color. And now she's not cheshesh. So we also see here that, according to this system, blood leaves more easily than other colors. Now that Ashba, after having concluded this quote of Yeshmi Shahira, he then responds and he says, We should not rely on this. By default, she should be Cheshesh. Meaning, he's responding to this, what's the default here? He said, No, 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 no. But, Rashba says, I agree. that But if you did the test and the, you couldn't get it out, then it still works. She is Tahira. There's no blood that would not uh, leave in this manner. But it has to be done properly. You have to do it in the correct order. Adkan. Right? So he just disagreed with the part about but he agrees that the, the test works. Now the Torah brings an entirely different opinion that Amban wrote, that we do not rely on Badika Samanin to say that it's a tseva and thereby be mad to her, to her husband. It's all different Indians referring to objects being tamay or tar, but uh, nothing to do with whether a woman is mutter to her husband or not. So, Hashinon Shema Damhu. Even if it didn't leave, even if you ran the Shira Salman, huh? Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about being the Tommy objects, not the issues. So uh, even if you did the test and it didn't come out, so according to the Ramban, there is no such concept at all. Issues, uh, Look in the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef first begins by quoting the Rashba Ha'aruch, the Teres There, turns out that the Yesh Mishahira is none other than the Rambam, seemingly. It sounds like the Rambam Taka holds that uh, she's mamish not cheshesh until she uh, tests. 
And then the Tarnas Abayas Arach as well, the Rashba says his opinion that he's willing to accept the test, the results of the test. If you want to do that, he says, Why should it only work for Titus and not should be Kolshikin? But again, uh, if you're going to use the language, it has to mean maybe only the Titus. Maybe the Ramam only meant uh, but not for her husband. Or, or maybe even more. The, look in the Mishnah, the Rashba says. The notion in the Mishnah, where this whole didn't start it, is Shiva Saman and Mavid and Alakasim. Doesn't this language of Enochesheshes, Enas, it doesn't say that in the, in the Mishnah. It says, says Shiva Saman and Mavid and Alakasim. Sounds pretty clear that it's Tomei until you're Mavid Asakasim, then we can talk. So, for both for Tadis, in that case, both for Tadis and both for Baila, surely she's Tomei Misafik until the Badika. After quoting the Rashba, the Bishayasav quotes the Ramam directly in his Surah Bia, and the Lashon there, the exact Lashon of the Ramam is, Enoi Metame Adshi Vada Shehudam. And the uh, Bishayasav quotes the Magad Mishnah, who's uh, from the same school as the Rashba, but he's commenting directly on the Rambam. The Magad Mishnah wants to argue that the Rambam never meant to say that a woman herself is not Tame until she uh, does this Badika. He says, she, she doesn't do this test. Why? This isn't the regular Suffolk to Rabbanan that we should be Mekel. Because we have a test. Dafka, because we have a test that works. That is precisely the reason why we can't just be Mekel Misafik. Two things don't go together. You tell me there's a test, that means you have to be Machmer until you do the test. And he continues, I, the Ramam wrote, Eine metame. What the Ramam meant was, Eine metame tumavadois, shaloi yehelo bedika. Tumavadois means there is nothing you can do about it. Eine metame bevados, until she does the bedika. Once she does the bedika, then we'll decide whether she's tame bevada or not. And otherwise, if the Ramam really meant that she's tahira, it should have said, Nistapik lahem shudam itseva adam tahira. It's not the language of the Ramam. Okay, the Ramam is a bit unclear. But that's what the Magad Mishnah wants to argue. So the Mishnah says, ah, according to the Magad Mishnah, or maybe the, maybe the Magad Mishnah himself says, that uh, the Rambam and the Rashba actually agree fully. It doesn't work. You can't just be Matar without a test. But if you run the test, then the test can be Matar. It's just that the Rashba himself understood the Rambam differently. And in fact, if you look in the Ravid on the Rambam, there also the Ravid also from his comments on the Rambam, he seems to understand the Rambam that way, and he's saying Fakarat. And in fact, the Ravid goes all the way to the he holds like the Ramban. He holds that there is no such musag at all, the Gabe Ish. It's only for Taras. So the Bishayev says that he prefers the Magad Mishnah's understanding. He says, That's a much better pshat. And no one disagrees, surely, for the bottom line. If we're not sure, surely she's Tomei until proven otherwise. Whether or not you did a test, of course she's Tomei Misafek. Both the Rambam and the Rajba agree, and everyone really agrees, the Rambam, the Rajba, everyone agrees to that. The only Machlekes now will be whether the test is acceptable. According to the Ramban, and presumably also the Ravid, Tmei Labayla, La Rambam, La Rashba, Rav Magid, La Magid Mishnah, Tohera. Okay, so at this point, we've basically abandoned the idea, the concept, that uh, maybe a woman is Bechlau Tohera until we do a test. But now we have 
a new possibility. Can we do this test? Is it possible that without an outright clear, without an outright proof from uh, external circumstances, it seems like it's possible to run some kind of physical test, and then we can prove whether this is dumb or not. But then the Beis Yosef adds and concludes his final, adds a final paragraph and concludes, he says, the details about this are in the Gemara and in the Rambam. There are many more details there, even in the Rambam, that the Torah didn't even bother to, to mention. And the Beis Yosef concludes, We don't know what some of them are. For us, for our purposes, So, that's the Lashon, the expression, it fell into a pit, it's gone. We don't have this concept anymore. And even though it sounds like a little bit like the Beis Yosef is the one who's being mechadish this, he just came up with this idea now, but we could probably assume the opposite, that uh, until we find Mechadish from Rishonim that describe actually using this uh, Lemaisa, it's very possible that all the discussions up until then were just theoretical, especially when you see like the Torah is not even bringing, uh, citing the specific details. And uh, it seems more like the Beisayisa finally came along and quote-unquote updated the halacha to reflect the fact that, hey, we're, not, we're no longer actually, no one's doing this. And based on all of this, now when you come to Shulchan Aruch, you can see how the Beisayisa, how the Mechaber essentially rewrote the halacha in Siflam and Aleph. This is the way it says it now in Siflam and Aleph. Matzah kesem, me'en la she doesn't have a regular tliyah. We're still not sure is it blood or some other color. So he makes it very clear, first of all, that if you don't do the test, of course she's Tmei So he leaves no doubt on that. And then the Mechaber adds, So he took this line, his own Lashen, and we wrote it and put it into the Shulchan Aruch that uh, we don't have it anymore. If you look in the Sif and Shulchan Aruch, you notice that the major Nesakalim don't even bother commenting. They have nothing to, to say, to add. But there are some interesting discussions uh, in some of the Yachrein and some of the other Nesakalim. So, for example, in the Minchas Yaakov slash Teres HaShlomim on the Daf at Shulchan Aruch, he has two comments on the main point that she's Tmei Misafik. So he says, quotes the Magad Mishnah, in the Suribiyah, who says that uh, even the Rambam really agrees, according to the Magad Mishnah's interpretation, even the Rambam agrees you have to be Machmer Misafik. And the, the Magad Mishnah uses this line, because we're able to be Mavarer, therefore it's not really a Suffolk. You can't treat it like a Suffolk de Rabbanu. So the Teres HaShlom adds, Mashma, the Heichi di Efsher Bibadika, if for some reason you can't test, then Kuliyama Maida, the Havis Suffolk de Rabbanu Lakula, then maybe everyone would agree that it is a Suffolk de Rabbanu Lakula. The whole issue is that you're able to test it. And they all agree. They would all agree to this statement that if there's no possibility of testing, maybe it could be more mekel. The Bach tried to like turn that into the Machlekes itself between the Rambam and the other Rishonim, that according to the Rambam, where you can't test, she's Tahira, and they hold to me. He says, you don't have to go, get it, go in that direction at all. Everyone agrees that without the possibility of testing, it should be Suffolk uh, Dereban Lekula. And then he's Mitzayin to Kuntus HaSveikas, because this essentially uh, goes into some more broader territory. You have Klolem and Gdarim and Sveikas, Suffolk Dereban So this is a, 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 there is a broader uh, sugya here. And then when the Chaber adds, the Teres HaShlam says, hey, 
We just said in Sifkat Mechavtes that if you don't have the possibility of a Badika, that should make things more Kuladik. I can't test, I can't prove. Oh, the Mechavah just said we don't have a Badika anymore. So if we have a Suffolk in the future, if we would Savoy Dam, Achap, now we should be able to be Mekel. The lack of a test made things easier, not harder. He says, however, the Levush writes, the Eishla Hachmer Misafik. If you look in the Levush, you see how the Levush sort of combines. He starts off by saying, Einonu Bekim, and he ends off, She's Tmeyakos Afshalavar. He somehow puts the two things together. So he's the first one to acknowledge, but ends up with the same Askana. So Teres Ashlam says, Tarech Leimar, Dahave, Kisafik, Chisarin Yediyah. We say in Sveikis that if the whole basis of the suffix is just your lack of knowledge, your lack of information, we consider that a suffix. So the fact that you're not sure if it's Damar Tseva, and you're not sure how to test it, that's your problem. That doesn't change, that doesn't turn it into a suffix that Abanam Lakula. That itself is also, could be its own discussion. And again, he's Mitzayim to Kunches Sveikis. If you look in Sif Memvav and the Shach and Taz, in a different context, they also mention this Yusoid, Bechlal. Look in the Shach, the Lamashal. The Shach says, She'en ze kesofik derabbanan, de sofik habob mimiyo takara, e'en a sofik. If the sofik is just your lack of knowledge, not a sofik, dem e'en ze baki umakir. If you don't know, acher yakir, there's someone else out there who knows. So that's not a good uh, basis for uh, changing the halach. Look in the Al-Tadabah here, you'll see the Al-Tadabah essentially copies and rewrites the teichen of the Teres HaShlamim. In Sifkotan and Zayin, on Tmeya Misafik, the Al-Tadabah says, She'ein z'sofik shal devreim, shalochem b'el ha'kol, shari kavaronu yuchayin alamid al-ikarin shal davr b'bedika, minchas Yaakov. And then, on the Mechaber saying, we don't know the names, so Al-Tadabah immediately says, V'havalei k'sofik abo mechisarin yediyah, d'lemekri sofik, he takes the language from the Shach and Sifman Vav and brings it here. We can't uh, turn this into a Suffolk. Someone out there knows what the Zayn Samanam are, so that's not a Yusayit for anything. Now, that itself, as Lomdis, can be its own share, its own discussion, but I want to go in a different direction, which is. Does this leave any possibility in the generations that follow for there to be some kind of other test that maybe we could rely on? Uh, once upon a time, there may have been by using spit. And today, of course, with uh, all kinds of developments in science, there might be all kinds of lab tests that we might be able to run. And would that have an effect on Hilchas Nida? Maybe instead of paskening, maybe we should uh, start using a laboratory. We should switch completely over. But what role, if any, does this have to play in these halachas? Seemingly, none of the Mekaitis we discussed until now got into that. But if you look in the Be'er HaGoyla, the Tziyunim on Shulchan Aruch, most of the time he sticks to Tziyunim, but sometimes he adds his own uh, ideas. So in the end of the Simen, the end of the Be'er HaGoyla, there's a, a bit of a Hagah. And the Be'er HaGoyla writes, Kosov B'Sefer Shalah, B'Shem Shilte Gibayrim, in the Shalah, there are sections where he goes through Yonah Halacha. So the Shalah quotes from the Shilte Gibayrim, Simone Ksamim. Simonim that you can use for Ksamim. Ksasam, some of them. He starts listing. Kesherdochi Ka'ala Kesem. If she spits on the stain, Chala Fahalach Le'miyad, and it immediately comes off, Zeo Simentara. And then he mentions another detail, which is a different type of Simon. And after the second detail, he writes, 
note, uh, at this point, we're already speaking of a different type of test versus the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, the blood comes off after a lot of samanin. The tseva always remains. Here we're talking about the opposite. We're talking about a tseva that comes off like this with spit. Not quite the same gathered. Other side. If you look in the marker, the Shilti Gebarim is printed, the riff, uh, look at the end of Shavuos. So that's where the riff gets into Nidda, and that's where the Shilti Gebarim, who's on the riff, gets into Nidda. So he talks, it's, it's the context, it was a, a specific question. Isha Shetavla, two days after Tavlin, she found a stain on her dress, and she wasn't sure. She, was, she, had a, she had a question about this because she has a vessel's kavua, number one, so this is very out of character. Um, also, she has hargasha, usually. There's no hargasha here. Um, I don't know if it's hargasha mamish or more like a vessel's aguf. She feels it coming. At this time, she felt nothing. She also had a theory. She, her theory was that there are birds and uh, the schmutz that the birds make is actually rather similar in appearance to a kesem. And this is uh, a common problem. This is a problem, they, I mean, it doesn't even describe it as a problem, it's just part of life. Yeah, the, there's clothing and the bird droppings are on it all the time, they, they put it out to dry, there's bird droppings, leave it in her room, the birds come into the room, they're all over the place. So uh, it seems very reasonable to say that maybe uh, there's something, there's a connection, there's something to do. Then yeah, it's gum. That's where this. That's the original quote. So he writes nira be'inai da'isha zayis mutadas labayla and gets into the details. And he adds ve'ulam hasimon and amasurim be'yad hanoshim livdek haksomim. The simon and women have umatsu that this bedika uh, based on this. It's not from the me'inam menaksomim ha'asurim. So that's the marker, the Shulte Gibayim, that the Shalah quotes in the Shalah, and then in turn the Beragayla quotes in the name of the Shalah, name of the Shulte Gibayim. If you look in the Piske Dinim, here in the Tzemach Tzedek, and as we know, all the Piske Dinim that are in this format of Se'ifim are not, in fact, from the Tzemach Tzedek, they're from one of the Chassidim, Chassidish Rabbanim, but the fact that they were printed in the Tzemach Tzedek gives them a certain Chashivas, Hashkach Pratas. So he writes, There's some who say this. And for example, He says, In other words, the way he read the Be'er HaGayla, the Be'er HaGayla quoted the Kika, and then he quoted another thing, and he wrote the Tzorech Iyam the way the Piske Dinim in the Tzemach Tzedek understood it was that the Tzarech Iyem is only in reference to the second thing. That must mean that the Be'er HaGayla was maskim, hoideloi, and the first thing under the Kika. Others disagree if that's how you should read the Be'er HaGayla, but that's his reading. You can see... Uh, in the Kaivitz from the other Kailal, there's a younger man a few years ago who actually went through Simon Kovtzadik and the Piske Dinim and printed it up very nicely, fixed all the mistakes. Artist, Bar Makaimus. So, what's the Shutvar Shmuel? So, Shutvar Shmuel is of Shmuel Abohav of Venice. We mentioned it in the Shiran Gris, so he was one of the first to, to discuss it. Sefer was printed in 1702. So, there's a Shuva there to Rav Mardachai Basan of Verona on this issue. 
what, what do we do with this Shiltiki Bainim cited in the Shalab about the spinning? What's up with that? Do we, is that something we rely on? So the Dvar Shmuel says, I don't understand it. He says, I know the Shalah, he brings the Shiltiki Bainim, but I don't know if the Shalah actually agreed. Can we say the Shalah signed on? Or he just quoted it. That's his, that's his argument. He says, I'm very concerned to be Mako like this. And all the ksalim that are actually red or black, where there's no actual tliya and amaka or other things that are mentioned in Gemara and Paiskim without any Kabbalah or Hirah, Brura Mechazal. And if we start being mekel on our own in ksalim darabara and to rely on the women with some kind of bedikah or rubbing with spit, they might come to be matir, chas v'shalom, similarly with Riyaz Dam Daraisa. And we find the design samamonim. Mishnah, that isn't the Mishnah, Umina Kabbalah. And the first one on the list is in fact Spit. Spit is actually one of the designs of Ammonim. And uh, we find, he says, Harambam, it's clearly, you should say the Ramban. The Ramban and others are Machmir, that has nothing to do with Migmatar Isha Labayla. It's only for Taris. So, how can we now, how can we now just uh, rely and be Mekel on Dvarim Bilti Muvanim? Where did this come from? Shalinsa Pirusham. And that's what I think that Varshmol says. So that's what uh, the Piskedinim and the Tzadok Tzadok is quoting as a counter-argument. You look also on the Daf, uh, the quote from the Birka Yosef, the Shiyur de Bracha, the Chidah. Don't rely on these women and their tests. Don't rely on them, like the Dvar Shmuel said. He says he copied this from someone else's Hagoyas, but he included it. Yeah, other Achreinim like this as well. If you look in the dark, it's over here. A little bit more Barichas. He starts by quoting uh, the Sidre Tara. The Sidre Tara says, if you look at the Shiltiki Bairim, there was a whole story there about the birds and the droppings. He says, based on all the other information... It, was a, it made a lot of sense to be matter in that case because there was all that, all the, all the rest. You actually have an explanation. And he says that's why the Sidre Tara and this if starts listing. He says nowadays that we know that there are other sources, potential sources of stains on women. He says, for example, in his day, the women were very into the tobacco. They were also uh, smelling the snuff. So there's a lot of tobacco. The tobacco falls on the clothing, creates a reddish, brownish stain. So he says, absolutely, that would be uh, something to, to keep in mind if you're looking at, uh, at the, the kasem. He says, also sometimes uh, women wear some kind of uh, red uh, socks, stockings, and uh, when she sweats, it starts uh, leaking. The, it's, I guess, you know, whatever the dye in the sock is not very strong. Um, and then it can create stains. So you also have to keep that in mind. That's also a possibility here. So the Sidri Tyra says there's a lot more there in that story than just the, the spitting. And then the Darkit Shiva says, Look in the Beit HaGaila, the Shalosh, the Gibayim, the Tzarechion. The Sidri Tyra says, well, you know, what's the Tzarech in and the Be'er HaGayla on? Is it on both? Is it just on the second one? Quotes at Semach Tzedek. Semach Tzedek, Psakim, La'agoy in HaKadosh, Remendav Lubavitch. Also, that uh, the Suffolk was only uh, on the first one, on the second one, not on the first one. Tzarech in. Okay, any Mokhrach. Maybe the Tzarech in of the Be'er HaGayla was on both. Fine. Then he quotes another Tshuva. 
a related shuvah from Shut Zera Emes. Chelik Beisim and Pebe. Zera Emes was Rabbi Shmuel Akayan. He was a rov in Italy in the later years. This sefer was printed in 1823. He was asked about a different type of test that just by running a finger over the stain, the stain seemed to, seemed to disappear. Does that work? And Viter, this would be Shmuel Akayan, Zara Amas, he was very unhappy, and he essentially repeats many of the arguments of the Dvar Shmuel, and he says that in this case, we can't just be, we can't just be toil, we can't just rely on this. All we have is what Chacham said, and even that we're not bucky, so where does this come from? And then the Dark Chiva points out another thing, that there's a, in Shut, Shura Shoy, there's someone who had a chap, that if you look in Sif Memvav, talks about another woman, wash the clothing, do we assume the stain was there from before, do we not, back and forth. But one of the nekudas that comes up in that discussion is that uh, it seems like if they were washing it and there was a dam, a custom of a dam nida, then the woman would make sure to wash it until it gets removed. And if there's other stains, those stains might not come out. So someone said, hey, based on that if, that should be the test. We should make a test. Let's put it in the wash. Obviously not a washing machine, but whatever they washed it. And let's see if it comes out or not. Similar to the original idea. And the Chur Hashai said, no, 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 you completely misunderstood. That's not the Vart at all. It's only L'Hachman, not L'Hakl. But those who also point out that there's a Tshuva of the Chassam Seifer. And Yair Adeya, Simen Kuf Peiches. A shayl about a woman, she found a Kassam. Who did she show the Kassam to? She showed the Kassam to her Shviger. And the Shviger said, Tome. Okay? The Shviger Kapaskant. Then she went and she found another woman. A better friend, the Chassam Sefer calls her, or the person who asked it, they both, they call her a marshas, this evil woman. She went to her, and the woman said, oh, no, you don't know? Oh, there's the spit test. Just uh, put the spit on it, and you'll see if it comes out, it's fine. Oh, so the marshas said, so she listened, and she went ahead, and v'shim shem baila, Allah there were no rabbanim apparently in the process. And then when the shviger found out about it, plus everything gets back to the shviger, the Shvigar started screaming, Tzavcha, Kekruchia, what? What did you do? What's going on here? And part of the Shaila, which I guess was more common, Amol, is uh, what's, the, what's the Kabbalah's Tshuva? What, uh, what kind of Tshuva do they have to do? Amol, that was considered a big part of these types of Shailas. So he says, Begay, the Kapara. He says, first of all, he establishes, they both need a Kapara. Ah, at the end of Simen Kuf Pehei, when it talks about Pirsanida, uh, and the guy was Pairish uh, instead of waiting. There's this vart there that only he's Sarah Kapara and not she, because she's just a passive participant. Says, that's Dafka over there by Prisha. Here, obviously, <laughs> in this case, it's a whole different situation. Was, she was at the Kassam, etc., etc. She's very proactive here. No comparison. Um, and he says, and if it comes to the children, if anything, I would be Machmir. Uh, then in Simon Kuf because now they're mamish kravim lemezid. On the other hand, despite the fact that they're taka kravim lemezid and they deserve to be screamed at, and be kolshikain hamesis vahamidia hamarshas, this evil woman who was machshul others, she deserves a really uh, bitter punishment. But still, the etzim aveda would be lebe malkus v'lebe chatos, because it's only technically, ultimately, an iser derabanan. So that's, but that's, that's his, uh, how he acknowledges, to whatever extent, he acknowledges the Etzim Shaila. almost doesn't discuss it. Just, everyone's taking it for granted that she's a Marshas and uh, this is terrible. 
And this Shuvah is actually quoted earlier in Pischei Shuvah, the end of Simon Kuf he quotes the Chassam Sefer. People point out that the Chassam Sefer seems to be completely oblivious to the fact that there's at least a discussion about this, a Shiltiki Bairim, this, that. It's like it's taken for granted that this, this crazy woman came up with this crazy idea. So before we continue, I just want to make uh, two points. First of all, it's interesting to note that all the Makairas seem to be discussing women. Women did it, women said, women decided. The Rav doesn't seem to be in the picture. Today, if we were asking the same question, the question would have been, can the Rav spit on it? What if the Rav spits on it? So, I suspect this might have to do with the history of bringing Maris to a Rav. The idea that you're constantly bringing Maris to the Mutz to check, which to my understanding is actually a fairly recent development, the last 150 years or so. And it seems like until then, Lavdafka was that common to, uh, to bring a Mara to a Rav. I've already mentioned this to some uh, in conversation. That's its own, it's really its own topic, and I do want the Mirza Hashem to focus on that more uh, directly in a different share. So it could be that's why we're seeing that all, in all these discussions, it always seems to be the women's uh, territory. And maybe the Paiskim's attitude also has something to do with that. Uh, ah, these women are coming up with these ideas, where's this coming from? It's not like a Motz who was Mikabal from his, uh, the person who gave him Shemosh, etc. Now, it, seems, it would seem, though, today, with Motzim, that those who have a Messiah of Maris, that there is some, are some scenarios in which spit might be used, might play a role. But it's very important to pay attention to the distinction between different situations. So, for example, in Simon Kuf Pechas, you have the opposite. When you have these small pieces... So the Shulchan Aruch talks about a test that if you try to melt them and, and it doesn't, doesn't go, then tohaira, that proves that it's not uh, congealed blood. So some mention spit in this context. In fact, some point out that some say for himself, earlier in Simon Kufrun Tess, talks about a woman who has these kraten uh, in, her, in, her, in her aid, and they tried doing the milch with the nail, and it, it didn't, wayni he says, I don't even know what the question is. Pshita the Tahiri, no one ever disagreed with that. Shekoshle in a mayach b'raik. Tahira. So you see, he describes it as the, the nail and spit test. And he adds later, Umaisim b'chayim b'veis midrashenu v'onu metarim ayyidei b'dikas reik v'tzipayrin v'chein kibalnu from my rabbi Reb Adler, who was still alive at the time. So you see that it's a totally different type of test. So you have to make sure you're distinguishing. Huh? That's about. That's uh, you see a lot of chuvas about carton uh, is a situation where a woman can't be tar. It's very different than a regular bringing a regular kasim. Dafka, you find a lot of chuvas about carton. Uh, that's that's usually a big problem. Huh? It's only in a, and it's only negated to cards, not negated to regular ksamim. This is my whole point is that this is a different category than regular ksamim. Can we see from Dr. Rebbe that always carry the coin with him that he used back in China? Okay. Also, relatively recently, and that's also about size. Not Abu said that that's about uh, colors. That's a, from there we see that they checked size. It's hard that most people, for the fact that Dr. Rebbe had to get a coin, for, so you see that in those days getting a size right was a very tall order. So uh, you needed one person in town who has the coin. Uh, but it doesn't mean that uh, they were doing all these other things. Okay, different discussion. You look in Mercedes Moshe, 
by uh, Ramesha Feinstein's grandson, who, at least according to, uh, if he's to be believed, he kept the Yaman of uh, Psakim and Ramesha. He mentions a case where they brought a Mara, it looked, it looked tummy, but it was also very thick, and Ramesha had a suspicion that it was actually some kind of pus from an infection. And he used spit to sort of break it open, and then he showed oh, on the bottom, the bottom of the Mara, it's not, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like a Mara. So it all, you have to know specifically in what sense, in what context we're using uh, spit. Another Nakuda to mention is that like I touched on before. You're at, people are asking, ah, the Gemara, the Gemara says Zayn Salmanam, we don't even use Zayn Salmanam anymore, why are we suddenly relying on spit? But well, you have to pay attention. The Gemara, we're talking about a color that's stronger than blood. The blood itself was very hard to get, to get out. You needed Zayn Salmanam to get the blood out. People couldn't get blood stains out, generally. So, when we're saying that the Zayn Salmanam were forgotten, what that means is that even if the stain remains... How do I know that that's really tseva? Maybe it's really dumb. I just don't know how to get blood stains out of clothing anymore. So they, they both remain. Mashenkein and these later Makaitis, at least the idea was the opposite, that there's true blood. Uh, Gemara's assumption is true blood is difficult to remove. So if you're seeing that it's easy to remove, maybe the Gemara would be made uh, 100% that that's totally a uh, great bedikah. The Gemara no mashmos from the Gemara against that. But as far as I've seen, I did not find any, certainly any, certainly any printed mocker to use spit in a stam, a regular uh, red uh, kasa. Also, you go to Rabbanim, it's not something that they're uh, generally doing. In normal cases of some, they're not uh, spitting on everything. Uh, unless, like we said, maybe there's a specific case, like the Gemaisa from Meisha, where they suspect, they have a theory that it's something totally different, then maybe spitting on it could be part of that depending on what the, the uh, I guess, probably in part based on their Mercedes. But seeming, certainly not Stamazin. Now the question is, what about the scientific tests that we have today? Can we, specifically, one question would be, can we use that to be Makelon, to be a Matara woman? And number two, um, does that mean now that in cases where I might have been Makelon, I can't be Makelon anymore, let's go test it first. Why are we being Makelon anymore? So what kind of tests are there? So for example, and this is of course touches a lot on forensic uh, testing, crimes, you're trying to ascertain the, the scene of a crime, what's going on here. So this has of course been very important for the last 100 years or more uh, as they've, uh, the understanding of, of chemistry has uh, developed. So there's a general test that's used to distinguish between blood without getting into what kind of blood. Blood generally versus not blood. So, for example, you look it up, there's something basic called the Castle-Mayer test. There's also something called the Leukomalachite green test. And the idea generally is, is that the hemoglobin in the blood has a certain interaction with other chemicals. So, depending on which uh, chemicals you placed, so it will turn this color, it will turn that color, but the interaction causes a color change if there's blood there. If there's no blood, the color doesn't change. In this context, there are also those who mention there's the possibility of checking under a microscope. Surely blood looks different under a microscope than other stuff. You can also do a DNA test. Potentially, is this human uh, matter or is this uh, synthetic? So I saw, for example, someone by the name of Rabbi Netano Wiederblank. He wrote in the Kavis uh, Beis Yitzchak of uh, the Yeshiva in YU, in the name of his uh, Rabbi Mordechai Willig. 
Dr. Willick says, Yukataka rely on these uh, types of tests. He mentions the, uh, the Luko-Malachi test to be makal. But of course, it's only helpful in a case where your question is, is this blood or is this something else entirely? Because at least this type of test doesn't distinguish between types of blood themselves. And in Ha'ara, he mentions that he heard B'Shem, Rabbi Yasha Ber of YU, who said, you should not rely on these types of tests. That's the Shmuel that they say, but there's no, it's not accompanied by any reason, by any uh, rationale. Because one of my Rebbeim there, I guess in the yeshiva there, said that it's Lishitosoy of uh, Rabbi Salavechik. That's Rabbi Salavechik famously said that we can't allow Shinuyim in Halacha. Tavla Mesav Tandu, it's his famous vart, that you can't say that women today uh, feel differently about whether they want to stay in a marriage. You have to say that. Metaphysical truth can never change, so it's fitting that Rabbi Salvechik would also be opposed to any sort of intervention by science in this way. If you look in Shot Tzitzeliezer, Chelik Gimel Semen Payalf, so already back in Tavshin Lamad Vav, he was asked by Dr. Avram Steinberg, who's the author of many works on the Torah and medicine, the Encyclopedia Halachtis, Halachtit Rufuit. So one of the questions there was, he says, first of all, can you make some kind of graph? Maybe every Rav should have a, a color chart. And uh, when he gets a custom, he can compare it to the color chart, and he'll know that only this range of colors on the chart are, are tame. And the second question was, can we use some kind of chemical process? And, and through, the, uh, you know, through the reaction, we can see the color will change, and that can tell us if there's blood or not. This can help us prove, and bechlal meduber badam eloi, so Tzitzelazer says, in my opinion, we have to reject these suggestions. Because according to Allah, we can't rely when it comes to the Sug Adam or the Mare Adam, we can't rely on doctors. And he says, go look at the Tanoim, the Amiroim, they knew everything. And they were able to distinguish between types of blood, the Hamisha Domim or not. And you see that they already stopped. They said, oh, I don't want to be Mavchim Ben Dam Ladam. And he says, look at the tour. The Torah, after he says that Lake called Dam Habom and Hamakar Tame, not all blood, even from the Makar is Tame, only the five types, but he keeps on adding, he keeps on emphasizing that Shema Yavayulitis Bisrkadis, Hikmirla Tame, the Kol Maradam Adam, again in some Kufpechas. And this is the halacha and all the Sifri Apaiskim, no one disagrees that if it's a Mar Adam, you're Matame. And all the discussions are whether it's coming from the Rechem or whether it's coming from somewhere else. But He's, that's his reaction to this suggestion. So, in kol hakavod, en kol makim la'atzas kvodeh. If you look, though, in Dr. Steinberg's uh, work, Encyclopedia Alachtis, Alachtit Rufuit, Chelek Hei, you see that he does quote the response of Rav Shlem Zalman, but it's yesh oimrim v'yesh oimrim. What's the other yesh oimrim that he found? The Nishma Savram, the Nishma Savram is another author, who also writes a lot on uh, halacha and medicine. So Nishma Savram on Simen Kuf Tzadik, he writes to the question of whether we can use kadurim or niyaris miyuchadim, which can be used to test whether there's blood in something or not, assuming that it's a reliable test. I am Mishut Tzitzeliezer not to rely on it. But my Rabbi, Rabbi Newworth, the author of Shemesh Abbas Kolchasa, the big Talmud of Shlem Azaman, my Rabbi, Rabbi Newworth, told me that if the Merida has a suffolk, he already has a basis, he has a concern. For example, a woman is using red nail polish, and then she did a badika. Very smart. 
So, uh, okay, but now, now I'm talking suspecting that I have a much better explanation for what's going on here. Or she was using, uh, she did a badika, but it was with a cloth that had gone through the wash. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but he brings it here in Simon Kuftzadik, on this uh, Indian. So uh, she did a badika with a cloth that went through the wash, and now it, ha- it might have a bit of a, a rusty, uh, you know, some rust that got, got onto it. So then you can use these tests, bein l'hachman or bein l'hakel, v'akavana gam l'gabe badikas nidus. So it sounds like he's saying, that whenever you have these types of shilas, you can rely on them. And he says, Rishlam Zalman Arabach Shlita also told me, She'elon u'elamasha kaveha meirahir al-afido eis enof. But if there's a suffix, the yesh b'amelitlis, so then you can also use the test to support that. The kol shekein b'ksamim hanim tsayim al-gufa ayal b'gadel b'meit tarasa. Some are even more l'kula. We're talking about b'dikas, so for sure, some. Also, uh, that's, so that's pro, at least when there's a bit of an explanation. What? Yeah, so he started off by saying it's for kosher, king son. Okay, you have to keep in... Yeah. Uh, in the negative column, the Chivas van Hagas, Rabbi Sternbach, Chelek Hei, Semenish Samachvav, he's talking about that somewhere here when there's a woman who has a child, if she has a maka, they say to put a finger with alcohol, and if it feels, you feel pain, that proves that there's some kind of wound, there's some kind of bruise. He says, Hadover Tamua, Pirtza G'dayla, Yishtaka Hadover. Um doesn't prove anything. Maybe the skin is just sensitive. That's why it hurts. And he says, when I was back, when I was in South Africa, Rabbi Steinbach says, says, the doctors brought some machine to me, and by touching it, you can see if it's blood or not. And they use it for medical research. And they suggested that they brought it to the Rabbanim as a proposal. He says, I opposed, because maybe maybe you need that to be matting. And anyway, who knows what their definition of blood is? Can't really trust them. Chadash Asr Me'atayra throws that in. Now today we even have, even, at this point we have even more advanced uh, medical tests that can distinguish between different types of blood. One safer mentions that you can test for hormones. We know when a woman is menstruating, there are certain hormones that are active. So perhaps you can make a test to look for, the, for those hormones to see if they're present. Although, he himself points out, that wouldn't be so helpful because sometimes ksamim happen, dafka, when she's not menstruating, and alpitaira, it's still a problem, so the lack of hormones wouldn't really uh, help you necessarily in that situation. Uh, Rabbi Shuchat mentioned there's a, a new test, a new forensic test, you know, if a woman is claiming uh, that, uh, you know, she, uh, the, the, she's bloodied by someone committing a crime, and the question is, is that in fact blood from bruising, or is that maybe just menstrual blood, and maybe the whole story is not true? So there is now a forensic test to be able to test between what they call peripheral blood, normal blood, and menstrual blood, and they, they test for that by looking for the presence of D-dimers, that's the term. But in conclusion, it seems that almost, as far as we can tell, it's almost not been accepted Lamaisa. Either because they mam- some hold the mamash hold like we saw that we shouldn't be mixing science into halacha because who knows what's going to be next. Maybe soon we'll start asking about kashros and blias. Maybe that will be the next uh, thing people want to suggest. 
or because it's not really helpful or necessary morally. We're, we're doing fine as it is. We don't need to mix science into it. Maybe if there's a unique situation where there's more of a need, maybe they will rely on it. But there's certainly no chiv. One thing is for sure, there's no chiv to check uh, in this way. And Bahamas, those who talk about the whole gather of chisar and yidiyah, do, do we have the ability to know? Do we not have the ability to know? They will have a, if those who are a little bit makel, there are some people who are makel a little bit based on this idea that we, we talk and don't know in Rav Meisha in Chelek Ches, which is the, the more iffy Chelek of Rav Meisha. But there is a quote there where he says that in the time of Lavosh, they still thought maybe they'll find someone who knows the Zion Salman. But today we know for sure it's been hundreds of years. We have the, we have the whole world mapped out. No one knows the Zion Salman. Maybe we could be more makel. So if you go with that, what about now? Now we have tests. So now, does that change the halacha? There's some who talk and say that, that that did change the halacha in that way. But there's some who, uh, you know, I don't know if, you know, some who want to say maybe not. We know, the Rav doesn't have the tests handy. He's not mechuyev to have the tests. But certainly to the question of should we stop, start being machmer from now on? Should we stop going to the Rav and should we just go do tests? Surely we know Chazal told us how things work. That, that's not changing anytime soon. And in fact, you have the Shir Shevet Alevi earlier in Simon Kapsalik Sifchav Gimel. He writes, Vayayim Av Shalub Dekasim by Microscope. Levar Bavadim Mutsavo Aydam Nidus. Vibadika Toiva Yoiser. Mehavaraz Zayn Samanim. Mikomakim. Not chayev to go and check. So, it's hard to explain why these tests should be worthless. But again, either there's a Bishnik of Pirza, we're just not, we don't want science encroaching on Torah. Or even if it's, we accept the possibility, but we don't see the purpose, we don't see the needs to go in that direction. So Maskana, more or less, broadly speaking, we do not rely on these tests. How could somebody say that?